with uh, my very esteemed partner, Adam Sunhalter, who I'll introduce in 15 seconds in a second. He will introduce our special guest, a Wait, very smart man. 15 seconds in a second? See, well, I got to account for <laughs> arguing and, and the debate. I'm just trying. He, to, I'm trying to follow. I'm paying he's attention, Jack. He's going to use. I know. No, no, you pay attention, and I'll flip in one of those big words that nobody understands. <laughs> then we take 20 seconds to figure that one out. But anyway, we're here tonight to talk about uh, politics, and as you know, we're business coaches that basically take a program like this for an hour. We'll be here until eight o'clock, and we take our our uh, activities with our clients during the week, and we try to make it into a program. So we were talking about politics the other day, thus politics will be our our topic. But the last two segments, we're going to fill it up with a, a guest, Mr. Bob Scotcha, who Adam will introduce in a few minutes. And we're going to have some fun tonight, like we always do. We try to cover a lot of stuff, get off track, come back on track, and usually at the end of the hour we're about where we should be because we don't have any more time. That's probably the biggest reason. So <laughs> anyway, Adam. Jack. Why don't you uh, fire away a little bit? And I got a nice definition of politics, and it uh, relates wide and far. So we All can right. uh, we can start messing around with that at the appropriate well, Hopefully that time. definition includes politics as being a four-letter word when it comes to business, Jack, because, you know, politics and business just don't mix very well. It's part of what we'll talk about tonight. So, welcome. If you're a first-time listener, welcome to the show. Welcome to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. We're glad to have you along. If you're a long-time loyal listener, welcome back. Um, always welcome on the show as we talk about the, the best way to get a hold of us is you can call in the studio. we got Scotty here sitting by taking your calls. If you want to do that, the number is 440-946-9468. You can also text us with that number. So if you're a little shy, Same maybe, number. Maybe, yeah, I don't want to get on the air, you can text things in. And that's again, that number again is 440-946-9468. As Jack said, yeah, we're going to talk about politics here the first half, and we have a special guest, Bob Scotcha from USA Firmware. Uh, this is our first uh, Goldman 10 for 10 kind of corner. He, he's an alumni of the Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small Business Program. He's also a long-term client of Maximum Value Partners, our day jobs. And so we'll get in, we'll, we'll introduce Bob here a little bit later when, he, when we get to that segment. But we're going to talk about politics first, Jack. Hey, so, wait a minute. <laughs> Nobody introduced me, including me. I didn't say this is Jack Mancini. You didn't? I don't think who, so. Who are you, who's Jack? Gonna, who's going to cover Te- for me? Tell us all about if it. If I can't protect my own name and my own self, tell us I got to do that. Jack Finger. Mancini, that's who I am. All right. And I'm with Adam Sunhalter. Halter. That's okay, right. fire away, buddy. No, so you, you said you Record had a... Correct it. And I'm, I'm looking at your at your paper. You're nice. It's a long neatly, one tonight. Neatly, neatly, I yeah, I was say. So we have a long, instead of a short definition of po- politics. But why don't you start there? Let's see what... Let's see what you got, Jack. Okay. Well, what do you think of when you think of politics? Again, I think of it as a four-letter word. It's bad stuff when it comes to business. Bad stuff, and it's usually government-related, but yet yeah. people use it non-government-related. They'll talk about the political situation in a company. What the hell does that mean? How does that get in there? Why do they, why do they use it with a company? Yeah, and why is, it, why is it important to understand it? All right? That's what we're going to talk about tonight. Okay. So I got, a, I got a definition here that I wrote. My printer wasn't working, so I couldn't print it out. So old it has school. even more meaning. Just a lot of stone jackets. It's good. It's like out of the Flintstones. Right? <laughs> Ready to go. <laughs> That's exactly right. Roman numerals, too. There we go. Okay. While politics usually refers to the government of a city, state, or county, or country, or the relationships between those countries, it can be also used to talk about way, oh, 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 can talk about way the way people use their positions in a company or an organization to gain power or authority. This is often called office politics. Uh, 
Another similar phrase is, is playing politics, which means doing something in order to become more powerful rather than doing what's right. Is that like playing doctor, Jack? Kind of, sort of. Playing, playing politics? Kind of, sort of. You know what happens? <laughs> what what happens? People will talk about politics in a company. They'll be talking about a a situation in their company in which one employee is uh, stabbing the back of somebody else, and they're saying he's playing politics. Well, I don't think he's playing politics or she. He basically were calling it that, but they're trying to gain power. They're trying to gain power on the backs of somebody else. They're trying to position themselves to where they can make somebody look not as good as they probably should because they want the authority, they want the, the, the win, so to speak. So it gets a little confusing. You know, politics is really, as you, you research the word and go back in time, it really does relate to government of any type and kind. It doesn't really relate well to organizations. It's almost kind of silly, like office politics. The, you know, what, what the hell does that mean? It's kind of crazy. It, uh, but it's somebody reaching for power on the back of somebody else. That's my definition with politics. And they right. won't make you look good where they really should. And people will call that politics. And thus, they probably gather that from the government, which often sucks in relationships on all levels. So, so I put my show notes on smaller pieces of paper, Jack, because I write smaller than you. Mm-hmm. I probably have more words. So I'll try. I well, you use long, those long words that no, nobody no, understands. That's what, that's what it is. Right? You pick one word to say a thousand, a thousand things. <laughs> As I'm looking at thinking about this, there's a couple of themes that kind of come to mind. Okay. Theme. Yeah, and. We, we had a discussion with this, and the part where this was coming from was a discussion we had with a client in, in, uh, last week. And I made a differentiation between political and strategic. Because I know, it can, I, I remember you doing that. Well, because it can often be so kind of... I'm glad you're explaining it tonight, because I didn't understand it. Well, I thought I was going to have you... I was teed up so you could explain it, and... and no? Okay. I guess I'll have to do it again. So I'll, I'll try again. Go on. No, so, no, no. That's good. That's good. That's a good it, good intro. It can be kind of a gray line, or, you know, gray area in terms of where are we being strategic versus where is it being political. And I guess the simplest way for me to define that, if you're thinking about you, yourself, it's more about individual peace. To me, that's more political. Whereas if you're thinking more about the organization, that to me is more strategic. And what you can do in the organization? In terms or of in terms of how what you're doing, the organization. again, in terms of this is a when it comes to politics or the political the office politics we're talking about here, a lot of it can be perception. So what's somebody perceiving? And so again, I could be doing something, and depending on who's seeing it, one person might see it being more strategic, one person might see it being more political. Okay, I got you. So I'm trying to say, okay, how do we how do we decipher what's really kind of going on? So again, if it's if it's more about the individual individual gain, you, you know, you're talking about power, you're talking, you know, that's a that's a great word, the power, authority, trying to, again, help me maybe, or it's helping some other individual. If it's focused on the individuals, to me, that's more political because that's uh, politics. Unfortunately, that's what it often does is it can be very divisive. If I'm thinking about the organization, what's kind of going on, yeah, I'm working through individuals to make that happen, but I'm not doing it necessarily for the, the betterment of those individuals. I'm doing it for the betterment of the organization. The organization is doing well, then the individuals who are part of that organization do well too. So it's, again, it's focused on the organization as far as what's kind of going on. To me, that makes something more strategic versus political. But again, from the outsider looking at it, they may confuse the two, and that's um, often what can happen. So you have, you, have, you, have, you have politics, office politics are important on, on two areas. Because, you, you know, here you are listening to, listening to the show. You may say, hey, 
we don't have a political problem at all. Everybody speaks their minds. And, you know, there's, there's none of that, you know, that that funny business going on. Okay, that might be the case. But if you have customers, you have customers who maybe are who are you know their business customers as opposed to individual customers. Chances are you probably have some politics at, at your customer too. Well, coming coming up with a, a definition that that is somewhat universal is the difficulty. I mean, you 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 just talked about people speaking their minds, and that's what a lot of managers and that's what a lot of forward-thinking managers think. That hey, I want my employees speaking their mind. Well, when they do speak their mind, it isn't always clarity. It isn't always altruistic. Uh, they're speaking their mind to gain an advantage many times. In fact, most times. And those who do speak their mind might piss off a lot of people, which basically then uh, comes down to... You're speaking from experience, I'm guessing, Jack. I most certainly (laughs) am. That's right. That's how that works. And, uh, yeah, speaking your mind, you encourage somebody to speak their mind, and you get mad at them. Well, what what is that called? (laughs) I don't know what that's called. Yeah, no, it's not... At its essence, again, if we, if, we, if we boil things down, again, to me, the, 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 that big drawing line of, of politics versus, versus strategic is a big deal. This, you see some other things about it. Again, the, the, the whole idea of self versus other focus. You, you mentioned the whole idea of winning, Jack, right? The whole idea of winning versus losing, um, winning at all costs. It can be very different. For folks who want to take credit versus give credit, you know, there's, certain, some, there's some certain tip-offs you can kind of kind of see in terms of, hey, is this person really being more political or are they being more stri- strategic? Because, again, are they trying to do it for their gain? As we all know, the, the, the political season's kicking off. It's hard to believe. Here we are in the middle of January of 2019, and we already have the, the 2020 presidential election almost two years away. But, hey, people are putting their hats in the ring, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, all kinds of crazy stuff going on in the government right now where you've got you know, parts of the government are shut down and people are pointing at each other everything else or sitting there with their arms crossed. And but Again, politics is, is like so, some other phrases. People don't have positive views of politics, right? People think all politicians are crooked. So, again, when you take that negative that negative bent and you put it on you know office politics it's hard to have a positive taste have, about that's, it that's correct you can't have a positive feeling when everything describing that feeling is negative so it's pretty hard to do and that's what we have so yeah. part of what we, want, what we want to do in this first segment I'm trying to help people understand how to identify one of the other ways that they might identify it I mean, I'm curious to get your thoughts on this if, if somebody's different in public well, you use the term public versus private so public could be, yeah, we have our weekly update meeting where there's five of us in the meeting. That, to me, is public, right? Versus, so are you the same in that meeting as you are in private? Or are we in these public meetings and you're, you're kind of quiet? You know, you're, 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 quiet you're, you're, you're taking certain, notes, you're looking around and everything else, and then all of a sudden after that meeting's over, that, you're then we scurrying. Hear you. yeah, you're, well, or, or you're scurrying around, yeah, one-on-one stuff. All of a sudden you're kind of working almost behind the scenes of stuff. It's like, okay, so why are you doing things in private? Yeah. If you're the same in public and private, it's amazing how much trust that builds. Tremendous trust. Well, you also, you know, you can't be, you can't be quiet to a fault. You know, if, if you're sitting in that same meeting week after week and you don't say much, if anything, how in the world do I know what you're thinking? How do I, how do I work with you? How do I trust you? Because you're going to stumble and fumble like everybody else. You're going to be speaking your mind, coming back to that little phrase again. And if you speak your mind with both good and bad you know, outcomes, that's okay. That's human. That's, that's how you, to me anyway, that's how I gain trust. I want to hear what somebody has to say. I just don't want to be doing all the talking like I'm doing now. No, we share that pretty good. I don't talk. 
You talk more than I do. Who's <laughs> so thinking we keep in track here? Right? There we that go. is. I got those on the, the little notes. You're, you're looking so, at the big notes. I, know. I got well, the little well, notes. Yeah. Oh, you got the little notes. You got the little <laughs> notes tonight. <laughs> no, but the, 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 to me, the, the, the consistency is a big deal in terms of how you act. But yeah, again, if you aren't speaking up, I, I constantly have to prod you. I have to ask you, Jack, come on, you know, you know jump in here. Yeah, I have to do that again. It's, uh, and often it's only answering the question I'm asking you versus freely talking. That's where, again, it comes down to why. Why is somebody doing that? That's where it can come across as, hey, somebody's got something going on that's not quite getting the full the full picture here. That's right. Something else kind of going on there, talking to me about it. You know, what's really kind of going on? I'm trying to figure these things out. And so, again, these are more prominent. So for, for those of you who have worked for, maybe you currently work for a bigger bigger uh, company, I'm going to guess you see politics all over the place. You know, and people because. people call it that, but what what is it? It's supporting somebody else or it's... it's uh manipulating that somebody else's weakness so that you can advance that's negative as well okay so which way which way is it more negative or more po- positive politics well, again, if, I look, if I look at somebody trying to get power and authority that's so the, those are the two words that stuck out of me from your, your, your definition Jack I'll call that negative because they're doing it for their own personal gain typically that's right typically but yeah especially in big companies you see it you see it and feel it and I've encountered it many times and and uh it's it's not pleasant, especially when you know what's happening. Well, there's lots of good examples we've got, and I want to share a couple of examples when we come back here from our first break, Jack. So we've got some good examples about what does it look like. We've been kind of talk, talk about here in terms of how to unearth it or figure out if it's going on or not. But we'll talk about some examples when we come back from break. So stay tuned. I'm Adam Sunhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini. We're business coaches with Maximum Value Partners. And tonight we're talking about politics. All right, stick around. We've got more dirty secrets of small business coming your way here on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM and online, wintradio.com. All right, welcome back here. We're back on Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm giving Jack all kinds of hand signals here that nobody can see, so that's good. We never learn what those hand signals are. Yeah, that's like get up to, get up towards the microphone, right? I'll give them hand signals. Not Let me stay in a guys. distance. Okay. That's a hand signal getting stronger as I get closer to the microphone. There's something that happens with the St. Ed's grads. You know, they can't quite get things sticking in there. All right, welcome back. We're here on I'll debate that one, too. <laughs> Let's not get off that tangent, Jack. Okay. All right, so we're talking about politics tonight and what does it look like in, in companies. And, and we, we're meeting with the... Uh, former client prospect last week who is now working at a big company and would you believe it he was upset now he was upset because in his mind he had something stolen from him intellectual property stolen from him ideas stolen from him ways that he was having success that he was sharing with people worked its way up the ladder at the corporation all of a sudden they made it part of what they're doing to promote their business and gave him absolutely zero credit for that publicly and he's feeling a bit this is, I think it's the first time it's happened to him he's a relatively young guy he's in, his, he's in his 30s I think it's the first time that something like this has happened to him where he, you know, almost like he couldn't believe the gall of somebody to take credit for his ideas is that politics? is that politics? I don't know if that's politics if I'm not going to give you credit oh, for what, what, what do you give somebody credit for? Would you do you give credit for everything that you do with a partner? Depends on what your what the subject is. Depends on what the venue is. Well, if you have something that's a, in this case, this was a a pretty significant shift 
in terms of how some of the training and communication was going on within the, within the organizations. It wasn't a oh by the way that's nice kind of thing. It was a it was a pretty significant adjustment in terms of how they're doing stuff. So you're saying is that politics? Is that politics? Well, again, why, why would somebody not give this person credit for? It? Hey, this is a great idea. And it, yeah, it, it, it was somebody outside well, did, of our did department. They both, or, did but, they uh, jointly? Did they jointly develop it, or was it the other guys? No, uh, just the other guy all by himself. He oh, shared that, with them. Yeah, if you jointly, to me, if you jointly develop, sure. it's you know, hey, I did this and you did this, and we can both take credit for the outcome here. If somebody really wants to understand it, we can get uh, we can get pretty detailed about it. Well, that's part of the beauty and one of the reasons why we're such big fans of whiteboards, Jack, and flip charts, because that helps to take that out of the out of the the equation. You get people up with markers, put stuff on the board, all of a sudden it becomes that group's stuff, right? Versus one individual stuff. Yeah. All right, everybody, because everybody's taking part in that now, right? So again, that's. But it, it gets confusing, though. It can get confusing. So we have uh, Mr. Bob Scotch on tonight. Now he can develop ideas that I can't even read the words. So, but yet, if I'm along with him, getting him water and getting him a rub down and making sure that he's Rubbed taken down. care of, basically, uh, you know, have I contributed to that partnership? <laughs> That's an extreme example, but the point is, we both developed it, or I did something relative to that. But I don't necessarily have to have credit for that. No. Well, and, it's, and it's it's you know, there's so many interesting situations like this in life and in business that. You know, really are are not so black and white, and that's one of them. You know, how do you give credit to to yeah? You, we could look at everyone in the organization and and said everyone had a part in that. You know, the the person who uh, you know did the spreadsheets and and uh, who who walked the dog and who did everything else. They contributed to the product okay. itself. So that's so it gets it gets confusing. Great discussion. So quite let me frankly. give you. Uh, let me throw another example in there. So we have quite a few of our clients where they, 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 there are partners in the business. You have multiple owners, and much like parents and kids, uh, multiple owners and, and employees can have similar a lot of similar interactions that that happen, where the employees will go to one owner for certain questions, go to another owner for another question. They keep going around until they find the answer that they want. Right? Not too again. Not too different from what you see with parenting often. Right? So we have people that are doing that, and they're they're trying to split on purpose, right? They're trying to get, and they're trying to win, you know, w- you know, convince somebody to kind of come over. Maybe they they realize that maybe there's some there's some challenges amongst the the owners where they aren't necessarily talking about all these kind of things. So they have a chance to be able to kind of try some, you know, try some different things like that to kind of play play them against each other a little. But again, that is, uh, I'll come back to my individual versus organization, right? What's in mind? And if it's again, if it's done with the idea of hey, it's for the organization versus hey, it's for me. Or for another individual. That's where it, to me. That's where it starts to be able to. You can draw a line to have a sense where hey, this is leaning more towards political if it's individual versus hey, it's more strategic when it's, we're talking about you know the overall organization. So we've seen that in a number of cases where people are doing yeah, that. Yeah, we they, have they no question it. about it. And you know, it depends on what pe- what people's backgrounds are. It's you know, I think your point. We talk about some of the bigger companies. That's where this often is just it's a way of life. And if you've been part of that organization, you may not even recognize it. You, can, you know, it's like anything else. You pick things up just being part of, you know, some organization. And so if you leave a bigger place and come to a smaller place, again, that's just how, you, how you're doing things. You may not even be consciously aware of it. it, may, it's just, it at times it could become just ingrained in you in terms of how you go about doing things. And so it can be, again, it can be very off-putting, very, very frustrating. And something that we, that we work hard to help our clients keep out of the business through having those open lines of communications. We talk about stuff. And you know, instead of letting things kind of fester, you want to be able to, to be able to take them on and have those discussions happening. 
And it's, it's hard. It's, it's very hard for the owners. The owners often don't get the true picture of what's going on. You have to have discussions like this, hours, quite frankly, of discussions like this, uh, you know, dissecting these words and their meanings. And, you know, what happens is they, they aren't aired well, and the result comes down to people will say things like, oh, they're playing politics. It's a default it's a default situation because they don't understand the complexity of what they're talking about. And that then also just uh, gravitates to conspiracy theories and something simple-minded. And, and you know, it just, it, it all starts with something like that, plain politics, because I don't really understand how to really talk about the complexities of this situation and the human dynamics and the relationships involved. And, hey, Adam really wasn't plain politics here. He was talking about you know what he did which was pretty significant and complex other people helped but so what's he supposed to do you know roll over like a, a wiener dog and basically uh <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> oh okay <laughs> pick on wiener dogs look how, let me give this speaking of wiener dogs let me give you this situation all right so how about when somebody <laughs> is holding somebody hostage so you've got some key employees that are, that are doing some good stuff and they recognize that they're in a pretty key role and they take advantage of that where they threaten to leave unless something happens. Maybe they get promoted. Maybe they get they get a raise. They get an extra two weeks of vacation, something. But they're going to all of a sudden hold you over a barrel, hold you hostage a little bit, and say, "Hey, I know I'm that important, and I'm going to I'm going to push you for something now." Now, is that politics? Is that strategic? Is that smart negotiating? Is that you know? How would you look at that, Jack? Something like that. We had we had well, that happen. That's, that's, I, I, I would look too. at that as smart negotiating. Smart That's what I look at it. Why should I fall on the sword for the company? And I, I, I don't mind putting out for the company and giving more than would be necessary. But if I can have an advantage of a situation, why shouldn't I take it? I don't have to take it. Well, why shouldn't I take it? Let it rest there for a minute. Why shouldn't you? Well, why shouldn't I take, take advantage of the situation? What if it's, what if it's bad for the organization? Well, in what way is it? If it is, then I should probably be fired. Or I'm probably stupid enough to bring it up at that time where I totally misread my importance <laughs> and my strategic strength there. That can hey, Jack, that's, too, that's right? all well and great, but uh, if you're going to take that attitude, we don't need you. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. I'm great here for these six reasons, you know? But uh, no, so that how, how do you respond? That, that's well, kind of how you respond. I think that's okay to take advantage of your situation. But it can be, it can, but it can be seen either way. That's my point. I'm trying to bring the situation up we, we've been involved in, where again, it, it, it can it can go either way. It can be seen either way. It depends how you're receiving the information coming in. You know, if you got folks again, uh, maybe playing on a long-term friendship. We've seen this before too. All of a sudden, um, <clears throat> you have some folks where maybe you came in together and you you've been working side by side for a number of years, and then. Yeah, one starts to progress further, and all of a sudden now, hey, they're relying upon our 20-year friendship here, Jack, to kind of <laughs> let things slide a little bit, or maybe you know you're not going to hold me you know, to the same standard to hold somebody else. I'm gonna, you know, again, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tweak a little things a little bit. I'm gonna put that guilt trip on you a little bit, and everybody knows it. Everybody knows that you know, short of me, you know, you know killing somebody, the chances are you know, I'm gonna be part of the company, right? Because you're, you know, you've, you've learned <laughs> to put up with me. I, I keep, I keep pushing. I keep pushing those boundaries a little bit, right? But again, people again trying to do stuff where they, they aren't necessarily looking out for the best part of the organization. It's, it's looking out for the better part of them and what they don't want to do, how they don't want to conform to what's trying to go on. There's a lot of different things that, that, that again, a lot of different shapes that this politics thing can take. Sure. And well, again, who makes the decisions ultimately? You know, whether to give me more, 
and when should I ask for more? And if I don't get more, what are my options and what should I do? And is asking for more a bad thing? I don't, I don't think it is. And that should, like so many things, lead to a discussion with the boss, with somebody. I think I'm worth this because. Right. Uh, I don't think you are. And those kind of mature discussions. That's your response? I don't think you are. Keep going. What, what else you got? <laughs> Denied. <laughs> Next. Let me put the big stamp on your forehead. Forget it, right? No, but that, that's, you know, that, that, that comes down to mature discussions. And so many organizations don't have that. So many people in the workforce are incapable of having those kind of discussions. Mature discussions. Mature. you got to be mature. Adult discussions. Yeah, those are important. Oh, they're tremendous. Or else can you talk, you talk about nonsense when you talk about other stuff? Nonsense. That's the word, Adam. That's well, the so, word of the night, nonsense. So if you're here running a company and you're, and you're blessed to not have some of this politics stuff kind of going on, make sure you keep it that way because, again, it can be a cancer coming into the organization. I touched on it before. If you're, if you're working with some bigger customers, often you can see within their organization. So it's important. Whether you've got it in your organization or not, it's important that you understand these things exist, how they exist, and knowing that you're talking to the right people, what's going on. And, and when people are making promises to you that they're worth anything, you know, versus what's kind of going on. But there's often a big part of it is, is the power. People often say, people always want to tell you when, when, when a contract happens, I'll be the first guy to tell you, Jack, because that's, you know, that's, that's great. I'll give you a high five. If it doesn't come through, I'm ducking and dodging, you know, <laughs> hard right. to find all of a sudden, right? So it's a whole different way of kind of approaching it. All right, enough politics stuff, Jack. So we're, up, we're coming against our, our next break here. And coming out of break, we're going to be introducing you to Bob Scotcha, who is the owner and president of USA Firmware. He's going to tell us a little bit about himself and, and USA Firmware and the Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small is, Business Program. What the heck is USA Firmware? That's right. We'll get into that, and we'll hear about this. What is firmware? It's good stuff, oh, Jack. Metal-based metal right. uh, clothing that's wow, firm. Wow. No? All okay. right, so we'll leave him with that. What is firmware? See so if you can figure <laughs> out between, between now and get back from break here in a couple minutes. So stay tuned. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini, and I cannot wait that's to right. learn about firmware. That's right. We've got more Dirty Secrets of Small Business coming your way here on Integrity Radio, WINT, 1330 AM, 1015 FM, and online, WINTradio.com. And welcome back to 30 Secrets of Small Business. Glad to have you here with, with us here on Wednesday evening. I'm your co-host, Adam Sonhalter, and there's our other co-host, Jack Mancini. That's it. <laughs> What's is. happening, Jack? Jack Mancini. Hey, how do people reach us? I'm waiting for that. There's lots of ways, tonight. but the best way is a combination of phone or text. You can do either with the same number, 440-946-9468. Now, Jack, did you know that 946 is W-I-N and no, 9468 is W-I-N-T? My God, a mathematician would have figured that one out <laughs> right away. Me, it's like, yeah, I'm from my background. It's like all the tax people have 1040 in the last. It's their last numbers, right? <laughs> Whatever it is, you know, five 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 ten forty is their numbers. So it's good stuff. So yeah, you can text us or call four four zero nine four six nine four six eight because we have a very special guest in studio tonight. We have a long term MVP client and a graduate. Is that the right term, Bob? A graduate. Yeah, sure. Okay, a graduate of the Goldman that. Sachs ten thousand small business program. So. Welcome, Bob. Glad to have you here in studio with us. Thank you very much. Good, Good to, to see, see you. you. Good to have Good you see here. You again. Definitely. So we'd like to open up, Bob. Why don't you just give people a couple minutes of background on, on you and, and mm -hmm. USA Firmware and how you got to starting your own company here a little bit. All right. Well, uh, uh, I have a double E degree from a long time ago in 1984. Um, and then I spent a good, oh, I don't know, about 
25, 26, 27 years in industry, uh, working at various companies. And then uh, kids were older, moved on, um, out of the house, house paid off, cars paid off. Then said, all right, what do I want to do with myself from here forward? And then um, so I said to my wife, I said, you know what, maybe I should start my own company. And she said, yeah, why don't we give it a try, you know? So we decided, all right, we're going to give That's this a shot. That's a pretty shot. ballsy thing. We, we deal I'm with telling you. And love, love people who do that. Yeah. Well, I said to myself, too, you know, there's a lot of, sure, sure there's a lot of small businesses out there. And, you know, not such a unintelligent guy. I'm pretty smart. I think I should probably be able to figure this out. So decided to start my own firm. Okay. So for the then those, I called you guys within about two minutes. I was going to say, for, for those of you, those <laughs> you, those you who don't know, we, we met Bob. was about six months into his business, and he was at the point. Now, this is a good problem to have, folks. He's at the point where he had so much business, he wasn't sure what to do with it, right? It was one of those things. That's, a, that's one of those we call a good problem to have, right? And as we're going through that, um, we're a couple of years in, and this whole Goldman thing kind of came up, the mm-hmm. whole Goldman Sachs right. program. Right. So. Maybe, again, p- part of what we like to do with the segment, uh, Bob, is we like to give people a sense of kind of where you were at in terms of mm-hmm. what what kind of triggered for you to say, hey, this might be a, a good way for me to spend <coughs> a day a week for the next three months. Yeah. So, yeah. so kind of, all right. Know, well, people sense um, first of all, it's free. Free? <laughs> I just you, teased Actually, it was free, which is wonderful. Um, I, I was uh, about halfway done with my MBA when I decided to uh, start my own company and then just way too busy to, to finish my degree. So I said, hey, you know what? This is kind of a good way to finish my MBA in a way, right? Right. Uh, speed through through an MBA program. Um, and then, um, you know, uh, also wanted to convince myself that uh, because at the time I was very much so involved in the day-to-day elements of the company. So I thought, you know, it'd be nice to be able to prove to myself that I can work on the company once a day uh, or one, one day a week. And still be able to have the company function. So that was actually, I think, really healthy. And then, um, you know, just the ability to network and with other uh, small business owners, uh, other entrepreneurs was, uh, you know, something of interest interest to me. So that's why I decided to do it. Okay. So MBA, and I've heard, we've heard that before. I think uh, Steve may have mentioned that last week. Somebody had mentioned that where it's like, this is like an MBA for your company because right. one of the things that's, that stinks about MBAs and case studies, usually you're studying somebody else right some random company that you have no interest in well this is your company so and everyone else is yeah, in the room everybody in the room it's their company mm-hmm. so that's something that, that we see quite a bit you know people often don't have fun with accounting and then also we spend a lot of time with accounting and, and numbers with our clients and they, and they start to like it because again it's their numbers it's not just some random company we're looking at you know debits and credits right. and assets and liabilities and okay but it's this is my stuff it's, you know it's, it's my money so that's a big deal so for sure from that standpoint so networking, we've heard that too. In terms of, mm-hmm. there's there are quite a few mm-hmm. folks that actually do business together. So, and you had success with that too. It I did, like. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the third reason was what? I forgot the third reason already. Jack probably remembers it. Maybe it was the you second remember reason. That? Was the second reason? What was the second reason? Bob's no. got notes. That's right. I've got notes, so I can I can cheat. So remind That's me again. Good. The second free one. was number one. Free. Okay. <laughs> free. Free I'm is just good. Cheesed. What was the second one? Well, working on my business. Working on. Okay. And, That's and, it. So taken um, away. That's a good point. Okay. So the ability. Okay, folks. You can leave the business for the day, and it's not going to collapse. Mm-hmm. Do you believe that? Well, this is a great way to be able to test it. You had to do that every week for three months. Right. And at the end of the day, if you want to grow, you have to be able to work on your business, not just in your business or you only grow so much. Right. Okay. So you were there, so you kind of see it. Okay. So with that in mind, you, so you, you walk in. You walk in the first day, you kind of look around, and there's probably not a lot, not a lot of firmware folks are in there, but there are other <laughs> folks who are there. Mm-hmm. But... 
you know, as you, as you kind of reflect back upon it here, so you spent 12 weeks of your life, and you got to know some people pretty well. You spent a lot of time and effort. Again, it's free dollar standpoint. Yeah. But just to qualify. The, the, well, but the, but the time you spent just you know, for going to the weekly classes, and they don't call it homework. What they what they call some fans? They call it pre work or something. They oh, do, it's homework. Well, but they call it, they, it they is, try to yeah, yeah, it's yeah, called they, something else. Yeah, they, mm-hmm. they try to market it as something so it's not getting all those bad memories people often have about school, right? So it's like they call it pre work. But you have there's there's probably a good twenty hours a week of stuff. I'm I'm gonna guess. Oh yeah, there was other that. things to do did as well. Ever, yeah. Did they ever put a value or try to put a value on that time? Hmm. No, I, really. I, I'm just curious if you know they. Since it's free, it really isn't. You mean free. in terms you're of the twelve value, days plus? Yeah, value yeah, of fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars or you know, things like that. I think if you're going to put a value on it, um, especially if you're, if you don't already have coaches like I did, um, I already had coaches. So, um, from what I could see, there were there were there were a number of people who, you know, really didn't know the things that kind of I already knew just by the fact that I had been working with you guys for a, for a while. Um, so if I had gone in cold, especially, yeah, I would I would say you can't even put a number on it um, okay. because you know it really allows you to to understand how, you know how does a business actually run? What are the the key Elements um, that you need to be concerned about, um, and how do you how do you work your work your way through those different key elements? Because really, at the end of the day, you know, it's all the same kind of things, right? It's a business plan, it's a marketing plan, it's a um, uh, profit plan, uh, cash flow, organization chart. All those things are all common um, from he's, company to company. He's rolling right through all seven keys, Jack. It's pretty I almost good. did. I think what is it? Five. He's a convert. That's all part of leadership. No, it's okay. So, yeah, as, as you're going in, you're seeing that. So it was almost confirming a lot of things you'd already been kind oh, of yeah, working absolutely. on and kind of knew about. So, mm-hmm. yeah, this is, this is the right stuff. This makes sense. Right. So, so okay. So looking back on it now. So, again, so do you have a a, a, a takeaway, a, a big takeaway or two that you can kind of share? So here's kind of what I, you know, because it's been, it's mm-hmm. been, I think you said you were a cohort like five or six. That's probably been oh, yeah, four or five years ago. So it's been mm-hmm. a little while, right? So cohort, we're, we're going all the way back. Come on, Jack, use the word. We're going back in the anals. Come on. That's, uh, that's your what, fa- what is a cohort? Cohorts. The, it's the a, cla- the class. It's a that's a fancy word for class. I know. I know. Yeah. I, that word, well, I won't go into my <laughs> personal. All right. So yeah, I think one away. thing, one takeaway was um, uh, how valuable, how valuable it is to be able to, um, you have other small business owners to um, I don't, I collaborate. So too weak a word. I mean, more like a, it's almost like um, support network in a way, right? Commiserate. You know, uh, yeah, commiserate. Yeah, <laughs> feel their pain. Um, you know, having been there, done that uh, kind of kind of conversations um, where you can uh, you know help them see that that you know you know you can get through this and um, you know. Uh, you know, everyone has various challenges at different points in their uh, business life as, uh, you know, in, in running a company that they may not know how to handle. And and having a whole, you know, cohort of people there, um, there's always someone in that room that can provide some guidance because they've already been there and done that. Right. Is that is that better than uh, somebody teaching, like from a lectern? Oh, yeah. I mean, from a lectern, yeah. If, if you mean in terms just of just to bring a up class discussion. perspective, yeah, yeah uh, because it's much more real world, certainly too. You know, um, you're really uh, digging down into real world examples. Yeah, because I've often, you know, I, the, the class I've been in after postgraduate, you know, this kind of stuff. It, it, uh, a lot of the questions that would be brought up wouldn't necessarily be something that's pertinent to me. You know, 
and you know we we being coaches mm-hmm. have conducted a few group sessions and the problem is the, the the complaint the biggest complaint that we would get would be the person who's the most advanced has to hear everyone they're up here and the whole rest of the class is, is yeah. down here they're the one providing the the you know the the, the knowledge and mm-hmm. many of the solutions i'm just wondering how, you know yeah how so uh, you know if you think about it if you're in more of a let's say uh university type of setting right and you're gonna you're gonna go and per- pursue your mba um it's just like any degree i have an electrical engineering degree i probably use 10 percent of that degree right uh, but there could have been opportunities for my career what i've used where i would have used some of those other skills and i think it's the same thing if you're going through and you're getting out your mba you need to get a sense of okay here's here's some of the things you would number one need to worry about as well as encounter in a large organization but as well as in a small organization as well as in a startup um, and so you're getting all that material right whereas if you're Let's say in a you're getting a yeah in, in that environment it's really focused on small businesses right so you're going to get just that part of that um, education I guess you could say would you call it uh, you're, you were surprised a lot is that a fair assessment or I was like boy I, didn't I was know not surprised that kind of problem or yeah, I didn't uh, know a bakery could I don't think it was surprised it was in a sense. Uh, uh, just, um, you know, it's one of those words. One of those words yeah. that needs to be dissected. You yeah. know, like like I, so many of these words we come up with and yeah. situations. I don't feel like I don't think it was a well, maybe it was a surprise to some degree, but I think um, it was more. But when I would hear other folks and they would talk about various issues, I was hoping I'd have an opportunity to actually share what I might have gone through. Um, so I don't think I felt so much surprised. And again, I had already been working with you guys for a couple of years. So, um, you know, I kind of had some potential solutions out there. So um, I think if I had gone in completely cold or maybe if this was um, I had not had, you know, you guys um, to talk to and get your perspective on what your other clients are dealing with, um, then, yeah, maybe it would have been kind of holy cow, you know. They've got I the same issue so I did. People, yeah, I didn't yeah. know so many people struggle right. with the same thing. So I think thing. that there were a lot of people, if I remember right, in the cohort that, that did kind of have that kind of aha uh-huh moment where, wow, I think that tends I'm not to bring, alone. I think <laughs> that tends to bring people, groups together. Oh, it that, did. That's where you start to There was a lot of camaraderie. Yeah, you you know, um, I remember we met a couple times after just, you know, I think um, as get-togethers, and there was hugs and, you know, great to see yous, and, you know, it became almost like That's a good. family. All right, we have we have a quick break here. We'll, we'll come back. When we come back from break, I want you to maybe give some thought here, Bob, in terms of is there anything in the program you wish they did that they didn't do that maybe they could add? And also think about maybe some advice you give some of our listeners in terms of what's kind of going on. Then we'll talk about some firmware stuff <laughs> as it relates to IoT, which is a pretty Ooh, sexy topic. So let's stay tuned here more about that. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini, and I hope we have the time to do everything you want to do with this. Yeah, we do. <laughs> That's right. All right. Stay tuned. We've got more Dirty Secrets coming your way here on Integrity Radio, WINT, 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online, wintradio.com. You're coming to give me a high five. Welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. As it's always the case, it's the fastest hour in radio, folks. We're back on live here. Jack and I have a great guest in the studio here tonight, Bob Scotcha from USA Firmware, and he's been sharing some of the stories here in the last segment about his time in the Goldman Sachs 10,000 Hello, Small Business Bob. Program. Hello, Jack. 
And we're talking about some of the, the highs and lows of it. And, and if we wrap this up, because you know, we want to get on this little bit of firmer and IoT stuff before we run to the end of the show here, Jack. But we want to – any kind of uh, thing that you wish that, that the program kind of had or, you know, did that, that, you know, that they weren't doing maybe? Or mm-hmm. if there's some advice maybe you have for some folks that are thinking about this to kind of mm-hmm. put it out there for them. So some well, I think in terms advice. of um, things that maybe they – and, again, I mean, I haven't been to the program in a long time, so right. they might have better do this stuff since they've got a – I, I do remember at the end of the uh, cohort, there was a lot of discussion about what do you guys think we could do to improve things, and because right. they were still pretty young. Um, but you know, in a sense, and again, they might already do this, but it, it's nice to have the opportunity to have specialty topics. So, like for example, tonight you guys are talking about politics. Um, you know, to be able to dig in a little deeper and have that for the alumni, right? So that you, um, you know, every week, maybe every other week, um, you would hear that there's a discussion going to be had about a particular topic and then you could maybe even have a um, uh, you know a year-long agenda of different topics and then okay. you could pick which ones you want to schedule put on your schedule to go and attend like it could be either in person it could be done a webinar it could be a lot of different ways it can, it it can happen could but to mm-hmm. get, yeah to get the alumni there but i'll tell you it's, it's nice to see everybody again kind of thing too right. so it's nice to have that opportunity well, that's a combination okay that's good and then what, what about some advice for somebody's maybe thinking about this um, you mm-hmm. know, in terms of, you know, would you thumbs up, thumbs down? You know, it's certainly a worthwhile program to kind of go through. And Oh, yeah, especially uh, uh, the more new you are to right. the world of business. Um, absolutely, uh, because it provides you a nice context um, to give uh, and, and gives you all the information you need kind of in a, in a high-level perspective on, on what you need to run a business. Okay. One of the things we, we've talked about for a number of years, Jack, is that we have – Small business owners are looking in all the wrong places, right? It's like that's looking for love and mm-hmm. looking for love and not looking for. Oh no, yeah. you are going to sing. We are going to sing. We told Bob we're going to sing and believe us. So they're looking for advice in all the wrong places. Looking right? for love, you know, in all the wrong places. places. Looking for love and I don't know the I've words. I've been meeting with you guys every week for seven years. I've never had to <laughs> suffer through that. That's why I got to <laughs> suffer. Wow. Okay. That's wow. Let's could, let's talk about. We get, we get offers from from. Uh, some you can of tell our, I've worked with you guys a long time, right. and I can say let's, stuff like that. Let's talk about firmware and IoT. Because oh again, the firmware might, people might view it as being a kind of a snoozer, right? But firmware is a key part. And without firmware, you ain't got no IoT, right? Have Bob? you talked so, about IoT to you? Not at all. Let's talk about. It. Yeah, what, what's that? Yeah. We, we got right. about seven minutes, Bob. Those are right. flopping the inter- around. The Most Internet of Things, right. IoT. So talk about firmware, IoT. Give us a couple well, minutes. Let me, yeah, so I, I think I know where you're kind of going with this so um so i'm going to talk about first you know the internet in general so if you think about it since the advent of the internet what we've done is for better or worse we've created the ability to uh, have everyone have a voice and everyone be able to have kind of that social connectivity to the rest of the world um in a very simple way now right we can all kind of re reconnect with old friends we can also debate and discuss and and we we have uh, a means to communicate human human in a way that we've absolutely never had before. Right. IoT is to take that really to the next step. Now, really, what you're going to do is not only can people um, communicate, socialize um, from various parts of the world, let alone communities, things will also be talking to us um, and be connected into that ecosystem. So, you so can those imagine voices I'm hearing are okay, Bob, that's what you're telling me? They're going to be. Those they things, haven't been up to this those point. Those things that are talking to me, be. they're okay. So, I mean, there's perfect <laughs> examples of, of things that are already out there that talk, that that are connected to the Internet. It's all the smart stuff um, you yeah, talk about, Yeah, so, right? you know, you go to Home Depot and you see all this smart this, smart that, smart home stuff. That's all IoT. Uh, so if you think about it, you know, you're, let's say you have a thermostat, a Nest thermostat, which is a popular thermostat. That's connected to the Internet so that you can 
you know, monitor the, the, the wherewithal temperature and, and humidity and environment in your home, as well as control it, right? Right. Um, and then there's plenty of other things that are, you know, either on the market or coming on the market, which do similar things. Let's say you uh, go on vacation and um, you can't remember whether or not you shut the garage door. I think there's a commercial on that, right? <laughs> right. Or, or, well, oh, yeah, honey, I, I, are flying oh, yeah, don't worry, I shut the garage door, and the guy goes through his app and he <laughs> shuts the garage door. Yeah. Right. So think about it again. It's a thing. It's a garage door, and it's got a sensor built into it. And uh, So it's talking. It tells you, hey, hey yeah. I'm open, by the way, right? Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> so, you, so you know. You ping it, and it says, yeah, right. I'm open. Or let's say okay. it starts raining, right? And uh, I don't know if this exists yet, but, you know, it starts raining, and you're not at home, and, and your house calls you and says, hey, you got some windows open you know um might want to close them right? so so wait a minute so, so part is it, does it systematically connect everything ultimately i mean is that the big picture 50 years from now 100 years from now well, the problem is that you know there's there's five. just like with <laughs> the five years or five because oh, uh, his problem about the internet the internet when what did al gore about the internet uh the internet wait a minute he's answering yeah. my was question was that political <laughs> <laughs> that's right very good stick very middle, good, so what question, good. all right yeah you can answer uh, jack's question i was getting the hang of it <laughs> yeah, we gotta keep on edge. That's right. Go ahead. You can, you can answer Jack's question first. Well, what's Jack's question? Oh, what's oh, his question? Was oh, will will the Internet of Things ultimately connect systematically everything, everything in the world? Is well, you know, the thing I mean, is that I mean, you know, uh, at the end of the day, uh, it all depends on what we want as humans, right, and as um, members of the society. So, um, you know, the 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 economy will drive that. So, whether or not everything will be connected. Um, and in what fashion, um, it'll all come out of things like, okay, what is the, what do we need from the global perspective? What do we need from the community perspective? What do we want? Um, and then also, if you think about it, you know, right now we're already, you know, dealing with people that have internet addictions to social media and to all these other things. Well, um, it's, it, it, you know, it's just so much data, right? Sure. So much information. Well, now we're going to connect all these things. Well, there's a whole heck of a lot more information. So I think the economy is going to kind of regulate that. Um, people are going to feel like, you know, there's just TMI, too much information <laughs> coming their way, and they want to kind of tone it down. So, and in fact, we see that, um, you know, we're doing a variety of IoT projects in my company, and, um, you know, we, we see that the it seems like the, the products that are working the best are the ones that are simple but also solve, I want to call them high-value asset sure. problems or high-value asset um, things. So, like, for example... Um, your, you know, your mother-in-law. She's certainly a high-value asset. She and she may, or your, <laughs> your mom. You're talking. To you're gonna, go, go I love, ahead, my, go I, I love you. I love you. <laughs> I do. He's putting a shout out his mom. No, that's why. That's boy. Right. All right. I love you, mom. I love you too, honey. Yeah, there, there you go. There you go. All right. There you go. All right. But anyway, um, you know, so there are a variety <laughs> of systems that, you know, allow uh, the elderly to stay in their home longer. Right. Wonderful thing, right? And that's a high in a sense, a high-value asset, right? Your children, your pets, those are all high-value assets. But also, on the less uh, romantic side, you have the furnace. You know, your furnace is a high-value asset. You may not sure. love it, but you certainly don't want it to fail, right? So right. you want to be able to, um, let's say, monitor those things. Um, but things that, you know, are just kind of cool and fun, um, I think those will uh, be interesting to certain segments of the community or, uh, at large, but not others. Now, with that said... I think the younger generation is coming in with technology in their hand already, and they kind of almost have an expectation that a lot of things are going to be connected. Oh, it looks right. like they'll revolutionize so much of what. Well, and I mean, there's there's a for hundreds of years. Yeah. There's a social value. I mean, substantial social value when it comes to 
um, beyond kind of the consumer realm, more in the commercial and industrial realm. Right. right? So if you uh, can, uh, that's where you're spending a good chunk of your time. You guys do a lot we of the do industrial all stuff. Three. Or, yeah, yeah. 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 So we have, uh, we're doing industrial based um, um, IoT, which is actually referred to as IIoT, and in that I, case, I, it, I, 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 yeah, industrial Internet of Things. <laughs> he didn't in that stutter. case. I didn't stutter. I don't think I stutter. You know, we're getting pressed for time. I'd like to bring Bob back for our, we can. For our whole program. Talk Just about IoT. Yeah. And talk about, yeah, talk it's a lot about of fun. Stuff well, I was going to say, the point I think he's making is... Did I talk is, about firmware yet? No. Well, firmware, that's what I say. We have, <laughs> we, we, we have, we have a couple minutes to go. That's what always yeah. happens. We've got two minutes that's okay. to go. Well, firmware makes all, I want to give people a sense of firmware makes yeah. all this stuff kind of happen, right? So, so. so firmware is kind of the glue between, in a sense, and it's a simple way of putting it, glue between the hardware and the software realm. So everyone's familiar with software, and it, didn't, it wasn't always that way the last 30 years. Everyone's kind of familiar with electronics. You can see it, feel it, touch it, and understand what it's kind of doing. Right. But the problem is software is a computer science, and electronics is, a, is an engineering field right um so in order for you to be able to control an electronic system or a mechanical system or a engineered um system you really have to kind of have an engineering mind um and so as a result most firmer engineers are actually electrical engineers because they're controlling an electronic system okay. if i'm going to go and control a thermostat that's got all sorts of various electrical components that need to be controlled and if i'm going if i have a software degree or a computer science degree, I may not have an electrical degree, right? right? I probably won't. So I won't understand, you know, what's a transducer, what's an op-amp, what's a, you know, field of... You know what a transducer is, don't you, Jack? You know yeah. what a resistor <laughs> is. Right? Right? He, was just, he was just drawing one the other day for me. You know How about a vacuum tube? <laughs> I was... <laughs> what's that? A vacuum tube, right. <laughs> <laughs> So, I yeah, got a lot of those down my basement. There's a, yeah. there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a lot of interesting stuff. A lot stuff. of people do. Yeah, there's a lot of very interesting <laughs> stuff that happens, I guess. The point is that we all have firmware. We're all carrying firmware around in our pocket mm -hmm. every day. We don't really. in, in your smartphone. Everything's smart. Nobody's you know, promoting dumb stuff anymore. It's all smart stuff. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, so it, it's helping all these things kind of work. And you have all kinds of interesting <laughs> ideas. And people probably come in with crazy stuff because they can think about it. To your point, I think you are making before, Bob, we can circle back real quick because we have less than a minute. Is that just because you can think about it doesn't mean it's something we should do because it's cool no. to do versus yeah. And in fact, what we try to do is coach our clients yeah. that if they come to us and it's let's say a smart startup and they come and it's like I don't think this is marketable, we'll we'll try to try to guide them. All right. Well, the fastest hour on radio is always, done again. Always, we want to thank Bob for being here. It's been a pleasure. Like Jack, so I think we may have you back if we didn't spook you away from the from the thing. This is a good kind of warm up for no, you. Gotta get fun. you back in. So thank you for having me. Sure. Oh, Appreciate. Absolutely. Appreciate everybody listening to the show. That's Jack walking out already. He's, he's done. He's, he's checked <laughs> off. So we have, we'll have. we be back next Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern, here on Dirty Secrets of Small Business. If you want to get a hold of us in between, email us at radio at maximumvp.com. Check out our new website, dirtysecretsofsmallbusiness.com. You can get all the old shows there. We've got 140-plus shows there, folks. Go take a listen to them. And thanks for listening to Dirty Secrets. You'll learn more next Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Hey, thanks for listening on Integrity Radio, WINT, 1330 AM, 1015 FM, and online, wintradio.com.